Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. So right now we're going to be speaking to Vuyo Mpofu, uh, who is the founder of Driver in Heels, uh, which seeks to educate women um, all things motoring and is also an editor of Heels uh, and Horsepower, which is an online motoring and lifestyle magazine. Vuyo, welcome to the takeoff. Hi, Bongani. It's Vuyi. Oh, it's Vui. Yes. Oh, Hi, God. Nala. Hi, Vui. <laughs> okay, let me let me change the word Vuyo here. Yeah. That's why I was like, is it, is it a is it a guy or is it a hey Vui? How are our lady? <laughs> but just, I don't think a guy would 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 um come up with a, a, a magazine called Heels and Horsepower. That's exactly what I said. Heels, That's what come I said. But then Bongani said, um, you know what? It's an opportunity. Hey, <laughs> business is business. Vui. So I think let's dive into it. I think sure. maybe. Maybe for now, just explain, um, I think in, 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 in the easiest terms, what a balloon payment is to me. Okay. So it's one of the many different finance tools which you can use to buy, to buy a car. And it differs from other payment structures in that it sets aside a lump sum of money which you, the buyer, owe the lender at the end of the loan period after all your regular monthly payments have been made. That might sound a, a bit of a tongue twister, so I'll just tell you how it works and use uh, and break that down in an example. Use so maybe a hundred thousand. Sorry. Uh, can you maybe break it down with like a hundred thousand? So if I'm buying a car for a hundred thousand. Um, um, okay, so very unlikely that you're going to get a car. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know that. Can I use a more realistic example? Okay. So you're buying a car for three hundred and fifty thousand. Yes. Okay. So. If you were buying your car without a residual and you're financing it over, you know, a six-month period, um, then you'd probably be paying something like 7500 a month. Yes. Now, if you chose to include a balloon payment in your financing, for example, if you wanted to finance 30% if, um, as a balloon to, to that, uh, that 350000 then your monthly payment would be lower. But at the end of that 60 months, that five-year term, you will still need to settle your balloon payment, which is the amount outstanding, which is at 30,000. Sorry, which is at 30%. The 30% that I owe. So 30% of 350,000 is about 105,000. That's what you would need to have at the end of, you know, that um, loan period. So now, what options do I have? Do I need to pay that back in a lump sum? Can I refinance that amount? Can I extend maybe my term of finance if the car was done over 60 months? You can refinance it. You can you can trade in your car for a newer model and use the amount that you receive from the old car to settle the payment. You can refinance your your payment, which is also called uh, rolling over the, the balloon payment. Um, or you can use other savings. But yes, you have to pay back at the end of the month. Uh, sorry, at the end of the term. So the bank will keep telling you um, towards the the end of the term that, you know what, this amount is due, um, you know, in six months, in four months, in three months, and then basically you just need to pop up that lump sum of money. Where do you think the problem comes? Because um, I spoke to a lot of people on on, on radio right now, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about, look, obviously when you're buying a car, you're very excited because (laughs) finance is approved. Um, Where do you think um, the the responsibility, responsibility lies for people to make sure that the person that's buying the car understands what they are signing and, and mm-hmm. understands what the balloon payment is? Because there's lots of jargon when you're signing. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, you sign like 15 different forms when you're buying a car. Sure. Look, um, for me, one of the biggest um, downfalls of the matter is that you have to pay that lump sum at the end of the, at the, end of the term. And a lot of people forget throughout that six months is a long time, you know, and because you're making your regular monthly payments, you are in your mind thinking that you're settling, you know, your bill. So for me, the first thing would be to buy a car that you can actually afford. I personally believe that when you're looking to um, finance over and above, 
you know, what you actually can afford, then you're basically taking yourself out of the affordability bracket of your car. Yeah. Um, so buy something, you know, less, um, less expensive, if I can put it that way. Um, so immediately you're looking to buy out of, you know, uh, when you're looking to buy through a balloon and that kind of stuff, for me, it immediately tells me that this is out of your pay, your, your finance rate. Yeah. Uh, we, at a time mm. as this, uh, a lot of people are a bit concerned about not being able to, you know, meet their payments come end of the month moving forward. What options do they have in terms of trying to get out of, uh, you know, contracts or trying to amend contracts? How can they work around that? Most important, I think you just need to keep your communication lines open, particularly mm-hmm. with your bank. You need to be able to tell them, look, this is the situation. Even if it wasn't because of the lockdown or the virus, um, say you lost your job or you got retrenched or you got a salary cut or whatever the case might be, do make sure that you talk to the bank and tell them what your status is and come to a working agreement as to what it is that you can afford. Mm-hmm. The bank doesn't necessarily want to take your car. They don't want it back because it mm-hmm. actually is a lot of investment on their part. They now need to put it on auction and all that kind of stuff. And those are costs in addition to the cost that you already owe. Yeah. So for me, the best thing would be talk to the bank, tell them where you're at, tell them what's happening, be honest, and um, come up with something that basically is going to work for both parties. Yeah, but in cases where you cannot restructure because your loan is probably new or it's too big for the bank to do restructuring, what options do you have? Um, um, I think it would also depend on the bank that you're talking to because there are a lot of variables, Nala. Okay. Um, I don't want to give you a one stop solution because mm. there are going to be a lot of variables depending on you know what kind of a car you you have what you bought mm. um uh the deposit that you put you know who you're finding there's a lot of it um we i think i think we lost you a little bit there where where do we find you on uh other social media just to to get more information if i've got a car and i'm going through problems Please do email me on info at driving in heels. That's H E L S. I'm a quiet quiet driving in heels. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow us on Instagram on heels and horsepower mad on Instagram. Uh, Vui, thank you so much for shedding light um, and speaking to us this morning. Thank you. The Takeoff, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.